Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There ain't no place like home, are there? I've been privileged by the grace of the Lord to travel in many different parts of the world. Stood in great mansions, castles. I've stood in medieval castles in France and places that were built in the 14th century, 15th century. They withstood wars and all kinds of things, but they definitely were showing their age. But your home, my home, that we're going to, when we've been there 10,000 years, it's going to look brand new. After a million years, can you imagine? Nobody works in the restoration department in heaven. There isn't one. There's no remodels, there's no repaint. So your brothers need a new vocation, those of you that do that. (laughs) Can you imagine living in a place and there's people everywhere, people everywhere, walking on the streets of gold, rubbing by the gates of pearl, touching this, touching that, touching this, and there's nowhere at all. There's no scratches, there's no scuff. You can't sit up here, but every preacher that stands up here kicks this pulpit, thrumps this pulpit, so it's got black shoe marks, brown shoe marks, gray shoe marks. What is that? It's a sign of abuse, or abuse, I guess. Your house is the same way. Our church is the same way. The new one we're going to won't be a matter of time. There'll be handprints on the wall, this, that, the other. But can you imagine a place where everything is eternal? Nothing shows where, nothing shows any stress marks, including this. What a place, friends. I want to go more than ever before, don't you? Praise the Lord. We welcome you tonight. so privileged for us to be gathered here like this in the house of God. We thank him for it. Before we read the word, we want to pray, but I talked to Brother Kevin Keith before I came out, and many of you know he had a procedure that was done today or going to be done today but once they got into his heart um, the doctor said he just didn't feel comfortable in doing what needed to be done because it was pretty close to a a valve maybe a stainless steel valve or something that they had replaced and um, they're staying in Nashville again tonight and the doctor wants to put him on a, a very strong medication that he's hoping will help with it so I told him that I would make mention to you and he wanted me to thank you for all your prayers and concern for him during this time. You know, when one thing don't work out, sometimes the Lord has something better. So we just, we don't be discouraged about it. We just keep looking and see what God has in his mind. Let's turn to Nehemiah chapter eight tonight, if you would. I say we get in the spirit tonight. The world is in the spirit of fear. One of the brothers posted a quote today on the minister's chat that Russia, Brother Ram said it decades and decades ago, Russia is trying to make everybody afraid. But he said, we are trying to make everybody believe. I thought, yeah, and they're doing the same thing tonight. As a matter of fact, the world itself is more concerned and, you know, Poland and Latvia and a lot of those other countries are now on alert because they're not sure exactly what's going to happen. 
They don't know. Well, I guarantee you one thing, if we didn't know our God had his, all this in control, we'd be tore up too and worried about it. Uh, we certainly want to continue to pray for those people there in that area. But we believe tonight that our God is greater than Vladimir Putin. He's greater than the Democrats, the Republicans, Congress, Supreme Court, atom bombs, hydrogen bombs, all those things, you know. Uh, he's in control. So they're in the spirit of fear. They're in the spirit of warmongering or, or doing all this sort of stuff. So you and I need to be in a spirit too, which is the spirit of God. Brother Darrell and I was texting back and forth this week a little bit. And he's talking about the things that are going on in the world. I said, I know, buddy, I am so glad that we have got a bomb shelter made out of feathers. Now, most people would think, you've got to be kidding I mean, you'd want concrete that would be so big and you'd want to go down and do this and that. No, ours is made out of Papa's feathers. He just pulls us up close to himself and said, don't worry, children. You're mine. I've got you. I've got this. That's what he could tell us. So let's read tonight and see if we can find something that'll make us a little happy. We got enough to be sad about, don't we? So they read in the book and the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, which is the Tershatha, and Ezra, the priest, the scribe, and the Levites that taught the people, said unto all the people, this day is holy unto the Lord your God. Mourn not, nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, not just your, your ability to memorize scriptures or memorize quotes, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I've said it before, I'll probably say it again until we move off of this. If Satan heard that read and knew that it was the truth, why would he waste his time undoing all kinds of other things to us when the one way to eradicate our strength would be to rob our joy. So we can know the word and we can quote the Greek and the Aramaic and the Hebrew and we're fussing over this diphthong and over this and that and the other and be just as sad and low and under such burdens. Oh, we know a big bunch of stuff, but we ain't got no joy. And therefore, our strength is gone. But I believe with all of my heart that we as the bride of Christ have a right to be happy, Amen. a right to be free, a right to enjoy the blessings of God. Amen. I may like to be remembered tonight as we go before the Lord in prayer. Let's just bow our heads if you would. Lord Jesus, we love you so much tonight. We want you to know that we are grateful for all that you've done for us in the past, thankful for what you're doing for us in the present, overwhelmed 
about what you're going to do for us in the future. Lord God, we're asking that you would take your word tonight and speak to us, Father. We have many needs, many desires, petitions, requests, but we've lived for you, most of us, long enough to know that many times we ask amiss or we ask for things that would not be in the will of God. So what we want to do tonight is bring all of our requests, all of our troubles, all of our petitions and our burdens and the things that would so weigh us down. We want to bring them to you and we're reminded of the scripture that it says, casting all our cares on him for he careth for us, for you. Lord God, help us tonight. Would you speak to us by your word? Shut my mouth, Father, to anything that would be displeasing to you. May you lead me in the direction, Lord, that would benefit your people tonight. We ask it, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the saints said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Let's read again tonight Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, or our English way would say always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You know, the Christian joy is actually in the joy of the Lord. So whatever we are so burdened and we have so many things that we're facing, so many things that we're going through. And no doubt, many of you tonight that are visible and invisible, you have troubles in your family, maybe in your home, you've got a bad diagnosis from the doctor, you, your wife, your children, you're facing terrible times, all you gotta do is pull up to the gas pump and it's a pretty bad time. And I thought, you know, it's amazing that now they're dropping all the COVID restrictions where we can finally get back to church full time and be able to attend meetings and then gas gets a high. You've got to take out a loan to go to a meeting. Oh my, and you think, you stinking, rotten, low down, good for nothing devil. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to keep on doing the best that we can with what we have. But looking at, at all of those things that I mentioned and many more that I could mention, all of those things are reasons that would be attributed to make us feel so sad and even very worried, worried about our economy, worried about inflation, worried about food shortage, worried about this. Everything in our economy is affected by the price of fuel. So all you say, well, you know, I don't have a diesel, but those who drive the trucks that bring you your groceries do. So when they go up, guess who's gonna pay for the increase? It ain't gonna be Ingalls and Food City, it's gonna be you. So everything is affected by all of that. And we read it, we hear it, we're bombarded with it day by day by day. 
and we get a little alarm from MSNBC, and we get another little notification from Yahoo, and we get another notification from Fox, and one from this guy, and that guy, and another talk host, and this and that and the other. By the end of the day, you have got 101 reasons to be sad. You have got 101 reasons to be so depressed and so weary because of all the sad news and the sad things that are going on. But I'm here tonight as a messenger from God to tell you you have much more to be happy for than you do to be sad. Now, I know that many of us are dealing with hardships and sicknesses and diseases and trauma and this and that, but I want you to notice that according to the word that the focus that Paul said was rejoice in the Lord, not rejoice in your circumstances, not rejoice in how high that gas is, not rejoice in what Russia is doing. Yet, in spite of that, there are Jews that have been driven from Ukraine. Thousands of them are going to their homeland. Is that right? Yeah, they sure are. And many of them, no doubt, if the peace thing brings past a treaty or whatever more, many of them will not go back. So out of that, we can see that God is already having his way. And Paul wanted the people of the, of the elect of God in this first church age to realize that they would not have a lot maybe naturally to rejoice about. Now he himself is sitting in the Roman prison. He doesn't have proper food. He doesn't have proper clothes. He hardly has any fellowship at all. No telling how long it's been since he's been in church. He's been whipped. He's been beat. Most of the news that he's getting is about church problems. The church at Philippi has one issue after another. The church at Colossae is dealing with all kinds of problems. The church at Corinth, which was a troubled church from the beginning, they was having all kinds of issues. They were having false prophets, false teachers. They were having sexual sins. They were having one thing after another. So you imagine the brothers that would come and Paul would hope and pray they would have good news. Brother, what good news have you got for me today? Well, I hate to tell you, Brother Paul, but the persecution is worse this week than it was last week when I visited you. And the trouble that's going on in Philippi I told them what you said but you know they just don't want to listen to you they don't want to hear what you've got to say brother Paul and all oh, my have so much to just get down on the mouth as we'd say and the reason that Paul had wrote this way was because he had found out himself that there's only one place that you can rejoice in that is the same yesterday today and forever now, no matter what you're worth and how much that you have in your bank account, well, in the last little bit, it's already took a little bit of a beating, no doubt. And the stock's going up and this and that and the other and the crypto this and the crypto that and the dollar and who knows what it's going to be. And they're saying that oil will be $200 a barrel by the end of March. Well, who knows what it's going to be. All I know is my God is still a mighty God. And I'll tell you one thing, if God could be able to move for a little woman years and years ago and she was having a hard time and he's going to take her son and sell him into slavery, 
slavery and the prophet of God told her I want you to go borrow vessels and don't you borrow a few I want you to borrow a whole bunch and I want you to go pray and do exactly what I tell you to do and what did God do God multiplied her oil well I'm a firm believer that if our God could make oil when there wasn't no oil if gas gets so high that we can't afford it if God can drop it in your heart pour water in that tank and pray over it our God can turn water into gas if he can turn it into wine I don't figure gasoline will be a problem and more, more than likely knowing him it'll be 93 octane it won't have ethanol in it and your car won't spit and sputter you know what oh, I, we laugh at that but I'll tell you friend we have no idea what's in front of us our faith is going to be tried I believe like never before or we can just succumb to the devil and let the devil beat us down and scare us to death but for myself I choose joy for myself I choose faith I choose to believe my God is a mighty God oh brother Donnie come on well that don't even make no sense oh it don't well I guarantee you tonight you haven't heard the story have you of the preacher years and years ago in the message and he was called to go to preach a meeting but he didn't have no money and he didn't have enough gas but you know what him and his wife done poured water in the gas tank and prayed over it and they went and preached the meeting and got back and the spirit of God turned that water apparently into gasoline Oh, you say I ain't got faith enough. Well, you better drag out your faith and lay your credit card aside. You better drag out your faith and lay your bank card aside and your checks and this and that because it's going to be our faith that's going to get us out of here, not our credit card. Is that right? So you see, the Christian joy is not based upon how well the economy is doing, but it's actually based in what he is and how great he is and all that he has done and all that he is doing and all that he's going to do. And Paul had found this out for himself that he was able to rejoice in the incarnation of the Lord Jesus. He was able to rejoice also in his suffering for us. He was able to rejoice in his death, in his substitutionary life. He was able to rejoice in his precarious suffering that he took upon us. He was beat so that we could be healed. He could rejoice in his person that he was the same yesterday, today, and forever. He probably had a hard time rejoicing whenever they were beat down at the jail at Philippi. He had a hard time rejoicing whenever he was shipwrecked, whenever he was left for dead, whenever he was stoned, whenever he suffered stripes, and the man no doubt looked awful. He must, in his body, must have looked terrible. He was so beaten and so whipped and bore the scars of Jesus Christ. And you'd find it pretty hard to rejoice when they had your hands tied up like this, and a Roman soldier standing there whipping your back and tearing the strips of meat. It'd really be hard to say, glory to God, do it again. Pray Praise God, do it again. But you'd be able to find an avenue that you could rejoice in, which was what? Rejoice in the Lord. Amen. 
You see, those who find this place right here, they know that their rejoicing will never change. No matter what they're going through and no matter how sad things are around them and how trying the conditions are, they can rejoice in his intercession. They can rejoice in his constant, never-failing presence. They can rejoice in that he has gone away to prepare a place for them and that where he is, we will also be. They can rejoice in the promise that he said, if I go away, I will come again and receive you unto myself. You see, Paul never mentioned nothing about food. He never mentioned nothing about the economy or the value of their money at the time, but Paul had found where he could rejoice in the Lord always. He could rejoice in the humility of the Lord Jesus. He could rejoice in the great suffering, the vicarious suffering of our Lord. He could rejoice in his his great compassion, his understanding, his forgiveness, his mercy, his prolonged extension of the heart of God, his compassion toward those that love him, his forgiving spirit toward those that are willing to repent. You see, you say, well, I ain't got nothing to praise him about. No, I beg to differ with you. You just need to be taught where to look at to what to find to praise him. And you see, once you find this source, it is the absolute source every day of the week. As a matter of fact, you will never run out of things to praise him for as long as you're rejoicing in the Lord. Amen. You see, his perpetual intercession is a cause for me to rejoice. His harmony that he wanted to share with me with the oneness, the divine oneness between Father, Invisible Spirit, God, and Son, the human body, I embrace that as the same thing happening to me. I can rejoice because of oneness with God. I can rejoice because I am forgiven. I can rejoice because I am justified. I'm not just forgiven. I stand as if though I never did it in the first place. I can rejoice that I am sanctified. I can rejoice that I am filled with the Holy Ghost. I can rejoice that I'm part of the end time message. I can rejoice rejoice that I'm part of the evening light. I can rejoice even though I'm getting to be an old man, but I'm getting closer to be a young man every day of my life. I can rejoice that even if I die, I'll live again. I can rejoice, hallelujah, that if America falls, it won't hinder me. I will rise. I will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. I can rejoice in his gentleness. I can rejoice in his sympathy. I can rejoice in his empathy. I can rejoice in his mercy. I can rejoice in his grace. I can rejoice. I wish somebody would preach with me tonight. I can rejoice in his loving kindness. I can rejoice in his desire to fellowship with me. I can rejoice that I serve him because I want to. I can rejoice that I've got victory when I'm up and I've got it when I'm down. I've got victory when money is good and when money is tight. I can rejoice. I've got a home, hallelujah, where taxes are already paid. I've got a home that's already built. I've got a home that'll never be repossessed. I've got a home that'll never age or rust. Hallelujah. I've got a 
Savior that loves me tonight. I can rejoice in his great hand. I can rejoice that I've got a church to go to and fellowship among people that believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I can rejoice. I've got brothers. I can rejoice. I've got sisters. I can rejoice. Hallelujah! That we are right at the very threshold of eternity. rejoice in his power. I can rejoice in his excellence. I can rejoice in his glory. I can rejoice in his Shekinah. I can rejoice in the morning. I can rejoice in the noonday. I can rejoice at nighttime. I can rejoice if I wake up at three or at four or at five. I've always got something I can rejoice about. But Brother Donnie, what if you have a flat car coming to church? I can rejoice and all four of them ain't flat since I've only got one spare. Well, come on, saints. If you find out how to rejoice, you can rejoice no matter what's going on. But if you don't, you're looking at the outside thing and every little thing will get you down. I think God is sick and tired of his children being down, staying down. I think he wants us to rise up in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you know what? It ought to give us praise. Praise. Something that we can praise him for. Can we take a little scriptural journey tonight? And let's look about praise. 2 Chronicles 7, 6. And the priests waited on their offices. The Levites also with instruments of music of the Lord. Notice, instruments of music of the Lord, which David the king had made to praise the Lord because his mercy endureth forever. When David praised by their ministry, when David praised by their ministry. Isn't it amazing how God correlates all this together? That God inspired David to make the instruments. And God inspired David, along with Asaph, to write a lot of the songs. And David praised the Lord through their ministry. You see, some songwriters are not singers. Now, David was both. David was a songwriter and a singer. But some songwriters are not singers. So what they do, they get the inspiration and they write the words and they may not even know the music. They wouldn't know a full note from a half note or a quarter note. They don't know nothing about They can't read one lick of it. But yet they are inspired to write it and then they will give it to a singer and a singer will hear it and might tweak it a little bit and change it a little bit and maybe even change the tempo on it. But yet that songwriter, whenever they hear their song being sung, they are actually rejoicing and praising God through the one that's singing. <laughs> Don't you understand when Brother Ram talked about the people praying for him and going overseas and he said them souls that are one to the Lord you'll be the one getting the credit for when we stand before him that day. 
Yeah, we've got in our mind, oh, it's this big man and that big man. No, there's no big ones among us. We're all just children of God. Now notice when David prays by their ministry and the priests sounded trumpets and them all my stood trumpets before them and all Israel stood. And the Levites, notice this 2 Chronicles 20 and 19. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a loud voice on high. Oh my, a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. I love this scripture. If you ain't memorized it, you need to. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. Amen. Believe in the Lord your God, and so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, and so shall you prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. That they should praise the beauty of his holiness. And as they went out before the ark, what? You mean we're fighting a war? This is the setting. This is the scenario of 2 Chronicles 20. It is a war. And what do they send out first? Helicopters, F-16 fighters, F-35s, guys laying mines, folks singing. Praise be to God. Singing, why do we come? Why do we have a preliminary service? It's to help you get into the spirit. You come in here and you sit down and you've got this worry and that worry and this trouble and that difficulty and most of us ain't ready for preaching when we first come in and sit down. We need to sing a little bit. What for? The army's here, the army of God and war has been declared. We're here tonight to fight and we're gonna win. Amen. Praise be to God. So how do we get into it? By singing. Oh, praise the Lord. He appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty Notice what they're praising. They're praising the beauty of his holiness. And as they went out before the army and to say, all right, guys, you ready? Get your hand grenades. All right, get your AK-47. Everybody got your Uzis. They were saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. Well, glory to God. So here they are going out to fight. And they're saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. I wonder if this wouldn't be a good battle cry for us. Yes. Whenever, no matter what's going on in your life and you are engaged in a warfare and the devil says this and that and the other and your reply would say, praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. You're gonna die, this is gonna happen, that's gonna happen. Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, you're gonna die, well if I do, he'll raise me up again. Well if I do, hallelujah, he 
this at his will, not at your disposal, devil. Oh, the devil wants to try to scare us and say, well, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. Not on your watch, Satan. Oh, no. You're not the master of my life. You didn't bring me here. You can't take me out of here until my father gets done with me. And if he's going to take me out of here, he will use the devil as a messenger to tell you about it. He'll tell you. So if the devil tells you you're going to die, it's one of the best signs I know of you're probably going to live. So here they go, the dispatch. Ready, guys, ready. Ready. On five. G-R-A-C-E-F-A-I-T-H. Everybody in tune now? Yes, we're ready, we're ready. All right, let the army of God say it. Praise ye the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. You imagine the enemy said, I heard these people were holy rollers. I heard they were crazy, but now I believe they are. Instead of coming with a battle cry, they had a battle cry. This was, <laughs> this was the battle cry. Praise ye the Lord for his mercy endures forever. Oh, I wonder, friends, if our battles would not be different if we change the battle cry. They said, oh God, I'm gonna die. Oh God, I don't want to do it. Oh Lord, have mercy. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You sound like you're, you're so terrified. You sound like you don't have a father that loves you. You sound like you don't have a father that's mindful of you. But what if your battle cry is this? Praise ye the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And when they begin to sing and to praise the Lord. Oh wow. The Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah. And they were smitten. And all they had to do was drink the sweets and eat the fat. So you imagine they praised their way to victory. And said, now you all these people, the Ammonites, the Moabites, and Mount Seir, of course, which is Esau's descendants, and they're all gathered together, not against all of Israel, but against Judah, against Judah alone. Oh my, what did they do? They call singers out there and musicians and they're getting all their music all tuned up and all ready to go. And they say, guys, are you ready? Yes, we're ready. Praise God. All right, what are we going to do? Hallelujah. All right, you got your Uzi, you got your AK-47, you got your mind, you got this and that and other, you got your javelin missiles, you know, tank fire missiles and we got this and that and other. They said, no, give me the key of G. G, no, 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 we use J for javelin. No, no, I'm not fighting with javelins. I'm fighting with G for God. That's all Brother Fred says, you know, give me G for God. So, okay, here they come. Say, praise the Lord. His mercy endureth forever. Praise the Lord. His mercy endureth forever. And boy, God got so happy up there in hell. He just started patting that big foot of his. He said, glory to God. Sing it, children, sing it. And the Lord said, come on, boys, I'm with you. And the Lord set up ambushments. The Lord did. I 
God never even said, now you go over there and you go over there. He said, I'll tell you what I want y'all to do. Y'all making me so happy. Just sing. Just sing to me. Sing to me, children. Sing love songs to me. Sing praise songs to me. And while y'all are singing, I'll do you fine for you. <laughs> but of course, we don't fight that way. We have to do it ourselves. All right, devil, come on. I'll show you what I'm made out of. Well, there's times we have to do that. But if you're doing it in the flesh, he's probably going to show you what he's made out of. You see, this would be a very humiliating way to fight. So you're going to go back to your home. This is the men now. And you're going to go back to the house and use your little boys. And they're out there playing soldiers. And they've got the Ammonites on one side and the Moabites on another side. And your daddy comes back in and daddy's like, Daddy, Daddy, tell me, how'd you win the victory? How many of them did you kill, Daddy? What'd you do? Oh, you must have thrown that, Daddy. I've seen you practice. You're left-handed. I've watched you throw them rocks. Oh, my, you just square on. What'd you do, Daddy? I sang. What? And then another little boy, his daddy comes and said, Daddy, what'd you do? He said, well, I never could sing very good, so I hummed. Mm. While the brothers are singing, I was a hummer. And another brother said, well, I'll tell you one thing. I never could even hum off key, or on key, rather. So I stood there and, hey, hey, hey boom, brother. Oh, go on, brother. I was the amen corner. And then another boy said, Daddy, you was my hero. I thought you was going to come back and tell me this big war tale. I am telling you a big war tale. But the hero wasn't daddy. It was El Gabor himself. Oh, come on, children. Oh, let him do what fighting he wants to do for me. I've got enough fighting myself, ain't you? Why in the world would I want to add another star or another stripe or whatever more? If my God wants to fight, let me sing. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Lay an ambushment for this devil. Hallelujah. Do whatever you want to do to manifest yourself. Amen. What a way to fight. You imagine them singing, palms of victory, crowns of glory, palms of victory, I shall wear. We went up against the Ammonites, the Moabites too. We sung our songs and God beat them down. We got the victory too. Oh, palms of victory, crowns of glory, palms of victory. Victory I shall wear. I fought against high blood pressure. You fought against the low side. We fought against cancer and demons. And Jesus is by our side. We fought down COVID depression. We fought down losing our hair. We fought down every devil. And now his throne will share. Oh, hallelujah! We just simply believe him. Hey, imagine some of them old left-handed boys got their slings out there. <laughs> Come on, you Ammonite. I'm going to hit you so hard, I'm going to cross your eyes. 
There's some of the mother sons of Judah. Oh, yeah, they come and said, <laughs> come on, come on. The leader come out and said, change the plans, boys. <laughs> and they're looking at him like y'all are looking at me and saying, we're going to sing our way through this one. No, children, we need to pray our way through things, yes. We need to listen to the word through things. May not be those times he wants us to praise our way through the battles. But don't, don't look at the things around you now. Don't look at all the reasons that you've got to be sad about. You're rejoicing in the Lord. Not in you. Not in your circumstances. Not in the events that's happened to you. But you're rejoicing in the Lord. That way you can rejoice anytime. Psalms chapter 9 verse 1 to the chief musician upon Muth Labid a psalm of David I will praise thee O Lord with my whole heart I will show forth all thy marvelous works I will be glad and rejoice in thee I will sing praise to thy name O thou most high, when mine enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou sattest in the throne judging right. Notice what he's rejoicing about. God and his greatness. Well, Lord, I'm this and I'm that and I'm going through this and that and other. No, no, don't rejoice in that. Rejoice in how great your God is. Psalms 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth and my, with my song will I praise him. Psalms 42, 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Can't you see David had learned a place to praise. Where was it? In God. Psalms 98.4 Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Ah. Make a real You folks do believe your Bible, right? Yeah. But Brother Donnie, that's the Old Testament. Yeah, like Psalms 23, which is also the Old Testament. Psalms 100, verse 4. Enter into his gates with depression and sadness and heaviness of heart and no reason to praise him. Oh, why do we do it then? Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. 
Psalms 104 verse 33, I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. Well, that covers a lifetime, don't it? I mean, that covers your entire life. As long as I live, I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. Brother Donnie, when are you ever gonna stop and you bury me? And then no doubt I'll be coming into the funeral and say, well, glory, glory, hallelujah. Wow, as long as I have my being, I'm gonna praise him. You think I'm emotional now. You wait till I go across the river on the other side and I run my hands through that bluegrass that I preached about so many times and the Lord sends brother, oh my, brother Jim Babb and brother Gene Lehman and all the different ones down there to meet me at the river and I'm gonna run across and say, oh, glory to God, there's brother Donnie. I know by the sound of that voice. Hallelujah. Brother, sister, this is the quietest world you'll ever live in. Psalms 145.1. David's psalm of praise. I will extol thee, my God. O King. And I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee. This man wasn't even saved in the way we say saved. Wasn't sanctified. Didn't have the Holy Ghost. Didn't have the blood of Jesus. And if he could praise him under the law with thou shalt and thou shalt not and thou shalt and thou shalt not and he praised him every day what ought we to do with 66 books of the Bible and all the sermons recorded given to us in the last day by the prophet of God every day will I bless thee I will praise thy name forever and ever Psalm 145.3, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. You see, that's what we're doing to our children. That's what we want them to know. Our God, this is this church, this message of thou, this Bible, this Christ is not a historical Christ. He's not only the God of our grandfathers and our great-grandfathers and the God of our fathers. He's the God of our young people. And we want him to know he not only used to heal the sick, he still does. God is still doing what God does. Oh, glory to God. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. Psalm 148, one, praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Oh, from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him. Sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Twinkle, twinkle, great big star. How I wonder what you are. Father spoke you from the word of life. He made you a bright being to light up the night. 
As you twinkle, you're blessing His name. He's the Alpha, the Omega, every day the same. The stars are still praising Him. The moon is still worshiping Jehovah. The sun, oh glory to God. The sun is worshiping Him. My goodness, children, do you understand how much God loves praise? Notice, praise Him, ye heaven of heavens. Have you ever heard space? Have you ever heard the recording of space, the sound of space? No? Interesting. It's an interesting sound. It makes a noise. And depending on the frequency, how you're able to record it, it can sound different ways. I don't know what all they're saying, but I do know some of what they're saying. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. Praise him, Mars. And Mars would say, praise ye the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. He created me when I was nothing, Saturn could say. Neptune could say, glory be to God in the highest. Well, if a dumb planet would praise him, what about you? What about me? Why, why, what would Mars do if Mars had hands? What would Mars do if Mars had feet? You talking about having a spell. So Mars just stays up there and goes around in a circle. Glory to God, glory to God. I can't do that, I'll get sick. <laughs> glory to God, glory to God, hallelujah. And he's done that for maybe millions of years. We come to church and I ain't got nothing to be happy about. Well, I'm thinking about giving up. I think you ought to. I think you ought to give up your pride, your arrogance, your selfishness, your foolishness. Give it all up to Jesus and fall in love with him so much that Mars can't hold you a light. <laughs> Notice this, praise him, you heaven of heavens. Huh? And you waters, ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. And this is the reason. For he commanded and they were created. So the heavens are rejoicing in his presence. The waters, the oceans and the waves and all that. They come in and say, glory to God. They go back out. Glory to God. And every now and then they have a spell. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Friends, I'm sorry you didn't know this is in your Bible. What do you think the birds are singing in the spring? They don't whistle country music. They're not whistling Beethoven. They're not whistling rap or rock. What do you say? Who gave them? Their songs. Who gave them their ability to sing? Well, who do you reckon they're singing to? And the little robin and the little cardinal and the little meadowlark and all the different ones. I've heard them around the world. Oh my, the kookaburra in Australia and the different ones in Africa. And you hear them. What is it? Speaking to God in African, of course. And the kookaburra speaking in that language, that English, you know. Down there's what you do. You go, 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 glory to God. Glory to God. 
And you think your old rooster just sounds like, I can do it, I can do That ain't what he's saying. He's saying, bright morning star, bright morning star, hallelujah to his mighty name. Blessed be the Lord God. And the little wife, the pastor's wife saying, cluck, 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 amen, amen, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. She ain't a preacher, of course. So she's just saying, cluck, 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 cluck. And the old gobbler before long, he said, well, hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. We come to another winter time, and the spring's on its way. It's a sign of life. And the little hens go cluck, 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 cluck. Well, who do you figure they're talking to? That it ought to make us ashamed of ourselves. That we don't worship him every day. Praise him every day. Let them praise the name of the Lord. You mean water, stars of light, the sun, sun, the moon, the waters above the heavens. Praise the name of the Lord. He hath also established them forever and ever and hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons. Whoa. So dragons worship God. Surely some of us old knot-headed mules can. Dragons and all the deeps. All the deeps. Fire and hail. Snow and vapor. Stormy wind fulfilling his word. Fire and vapor and wind coming through. He said, hallelujah. Now that's wind talk. Hallelujah. (laughs) Vapor comes through. It's, oh, I just now got it. I just now got it. Some of y'all are vapor Christians. (laughs) Vapor don't say anything, right? It just just shows up. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. this fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars. Beasts and all cattle. You thought she was calling for a baby. She said, Blessed be the Lord God in cow language. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've got to either believe this or think of some type of Walt Disney something. But I imagine they're not like us, Brother West. Where you have to just pump up that old cow. Pump her up to praise God. Pump up the moon. Pump up Jupiter. No. We're the ones that have to be primed and pumped and pumped oh my beast and all cattle creeping things he could have left that out as far as I'm concerned (laughs) but can you imagine the creeping things 
find flying fowl, kings of the earth, and all people, princes, and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. In other words, there ain't no one of you left out unless you're just about six weeks old. Who knows, the babies may be even praising him at night. Think about that about three in the morning when you're changing his bottle, the diaper. We say, I ain't got nothing to thank God for then. Thank God you ain't got five more of the same age. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalteth the horn of his people. The praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. Can I go to Psalm 150? Verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Whoa, that's tough for folks that don't believe in musical instruments in church, ain't it? Well, glory to God. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Wow, that sounds like a Holy Ghost meeting to me. I mean, everything in there is worshiping God. Young, old, pretty, ugly, whatever in the world. My, they're worshiping God and they're loving God because they're praising him for his greatness. They're praising him for his mighty deeds. They're praising him for his mighty acts. If you'll notice, he don't say the price of gas. He don't say the price of food. But if you'll do your worship right, he'll take care if gas gets sky high. He'll take care of you if food gets to where it can't be found. Our God can and still multiply the fishes and the loaves. Hallelujah. Notice Hebrews 13, 14. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. Listen to this verse. Oh, by him, therefore, let us offer. Praise God. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. Oh, my goodness. So there's going to be times when you won't feel it. There'll be times when you'll wonder if you've got anything to be thankful for. And that's when you're offering the sacrifice of praise. Oh, you see, you could not bring a lamb to the priest and lay your hands upon the lamb 
and your sins be transferred on the lamb and the priests kill it and you take it back home alive too. As we say, have your cake and eat it too. There's only one way that it could be a transubstantiation for your sins and that is you give it up. You let go of it. You let go. And you allow that lamb to be a sacrifice. Oh my, when the anointing is going and the music is going and everybody's praising God, oh my, many times it ain't hard to praise him then. But when you're so tired and so weary and you're just so sad and you've got this and that and the other, and they say, Jesus, I'm gonna give you a sacrifice of praise. I don't feel one thing. As a matter of fact, there's been several services since I felt anything. I just pinched myself the other day in church just to make sure I was alive, Lord. So I am going to offer by you the sacrifice of praise. Notice the way Paul says this, by him, by him who is our peace, by him who is our perpetuation, by him who is our substitute, by him who stood between us and God. By him who is our peace. By him who crowns our sacrifice of praise. By him let us offer. Now notice, offer, it makes it sound like you're bringing like an animal. Notice how Paul likens this to the Old Testament worshiper. By him let us offer the sacrifice of praise. Notice Psalms 141 verse 2. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Let my prayer, my, this would have been almost blasphemous to even utter it in the Old Testament. It was like David broke into the New Testament dispensation before it ever got here. Whenever people, words, people's words would be coming up. Remember, whenever he saw it in the book of Revelation and he saw the smoke coming up and they put it there and it was the prayers of the saints. The evening offering, the evening offering was hands of the believers up to the praise of God. Notice Hebrews 13, 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. Deuteronomy 23, 23. That which is gone out of thy lips shalt thou keep and perform even a free will offering. Now watch how God likens their word, their vow to a free will offering. According as thou hast vowed unto the Lord thy God which thou hast promised with thy mouth. Psalms 50, 23. Whoso offereth praise and the word offereth is zabak, which means to slaughter, kill, sacrifice, or slaughter for sacrifice. Whosoever slaughters, slaughters, and offers God praise. Oh, Brother Don, what am I going to kill? Your feelings, your depression, your sadness, your reasons that you think you ain't got nothing to praise him for. You slay him right there and say, you're a liar. He's been so good to me. So what do you do? You slay your excuses for not doing it. 
Oh, glory to God. Whoso offereth praise glorifies me. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Psalm 69, 30. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or a bullock that has horns and hoofs. Psalms 119.108, except I beseech thee the free will offerings of my mouth. Oh Lord, and teach me thy judgments. Proverbs 12.14, a man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. And the recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. Hosea 14.2, you talking about a scripture, don't you listen to this. Take with you words and turn to the Lord and say unto him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously. So will we render the calves, the calves of our lips. The heifer, the burnt offering. You imagine the prophet Hosea likening praise to a burnt offering. We will give you the calves, the bullock, the oxen, the red heifer of our laps. We will render the calves of our lips. We'll close with this. First Peter chapter two, verse five. Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. But not for your peace, not for your atonement, not for reconciliation. No, that's already taken care of, so what am I gonna to offer to God? The calves of my lips. So I'll catch the calf of my lip Whenever it wants to be rebellious and stubborn and say, oh, God don't love me. God don't care for me. I ain't got nothing to be happy for. I'll catch him. And I'll lay him on the altar of God. And I'll say, God, forgive me for that. You gave your all for me. I will offer you the calf of my lips almost high. I praise you. You loved me before the world ever began. You loved me, Lord Jesus, before I even had a choice to love you. What are you doing? Open, oh, but I don't feel like it. Right, right. You're offering him the calf of your lips, which you had to bring and subject to the will of God. Oh, offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Let's stand up. Wow, isn't this amazing that Peter changes the metaphor right in this verse? First of all, he says that you're the house of God. Then in the middle of the verse, he changes the metaphor around, Brother Rob, and he says, not only are you the house of God, but you're priests in the house. You're the body of Christ, but you're priests in the house. As I heard the prophet say it today in the message, Messiah, <laughs> that you are offering sacrifices because you're the household of God. He was the high priest and we are the priest.
I'll tell you, he said something that just, I've been listening to it the last few days just over and over again. He said, when God made a man, he looked like him. His face looked like him. His eyes looked like him. His hands looked like him. He said, God made a man to look like God because God wanted to be made to look like man. He said, did not Jesus say it is written in your law? I have called them gods. Praise God. So what are we? Kings and priests. Don't just say, well, I'm going to church tonight to offer a sacrifice of praise. No, 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 no. Don't limit it to two times a week, three times a week. You're a priest in the house economy of God. Praise him every day. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noontime. Praise him. Brother Donnie, the gas. No, 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 you haven't heard my sermon tonight. Not gas, not tires, not food. Goodness, mercy, love, forgiveness, kindness. (laughs) By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of God. Sacrifice to God continually, Paul said. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name continually without ceasing. Oh my goodness. I wonder how much better off we'd be as a people, as a church. I wonder how much more happiness we'd have in our homes and in our families if we praised more and criticized less. If we praised more and quit picking less. We just quit picking this, that, and the other. Come on now, don't sit there and get quiet on me. And we criticize this and criticize that and criticize. Well, I'll tell you what. You show me the scripture that it says criticize continually and I'll join with you. You're free to quote it right now if you'd like. Oh, that ain't in the Bible? Oh, it's in you, your book. The book of Lance or the book of Karen or the book of Donnie. Uh, To be honest with you, I'm not interested in quoting your book tonight. I want to quote God's book. Praise God. Giving thanks to his name. What is that? The fruit of our lips. Hallelujah. Don't you love him? Listen to our heads if you would. It was an old saying of the rabbis in the ancient days that at the future time all sacrifices will cease but the sacrifice of praise. Think of it in the millennium. There'll be no blood as far as from the Lord Jesus, I mean. Be none of us asking for forgiveness and saying I'm sorry. Be none of us having to confess our faults one to another. There won't be none of that there because we'll be there in glorified bodies among the elect. But what will be on our lips? Praise. I wonder, friends, Brother Homer Arnold has been gone from us now for years. Some of the original ones that was here at the church years ago, some of your family. Brother Jerry Phillips' dad. Many of your loved ones. They've, they've done gone on in, in that sixth dimension. Been there now for decades. What are they doing? Enjoying life under the altar of God. They have no worries, no 
frustrations, no doubts, just praising, worshiping. Whenever Brother Branham went there by translation and they come and picked him up, they were saying, our precious brother, our precious brother. He never mentioned seeing one tear, not one sad person, not one depressed person, not one person that was weary. He said it's beyond perfect, beyond sublime, beyond superb. He said no words that I know of in the English language to describe the way it was. And that's not even where God is yet. That's in that sixth dimension where the saints go. What do you reckon we're going to do there? Worship and praise. There'll be no prayer request. There'll be no prayer lines. Nobody be coming up, brother, remember me, pray for that. All that'll be gone. Praise the Lord. I figure we ought to get a head start on learning how to do that right now. Praise God. Rejoice in the Lord always, saints. And as your pastor, again I say, rejoice for His mercy, His kindness. Some of you maybe have lost battles before because you've tried to just use your knowledge to get out and quote the Word. When God may have actually wanted you to come out of that one by praising your way out. Wouldn't it be something if the Lord God just wanted us to praise Him and along with quoting the Word and praying, of course, listening to tapes coming to church, we know all that. But what if God chose one of your battles, Brother Keith, to be, you confess the Word, you believe the Word, but you just start praising and praising and praising. And you just praise your way right out of that valley. Whatever that thing is, because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Lord Jesus, I realize these things are very simple. They're not really deep or hard to be understood. But yet, Lord, I believe they could be life-changing. If we could take them to our hearts, meditate on them, Lord, begin to confess them and let them live themselves out of us. Lord God, forgive us for complaining so much, griping so much, and finding fault so much, and criticizing so much. Help us, Lord. Oh, there may be a lot about people we can't praise, we know that, but we can praise you every day. And we don't have to have any restraint whatsoever about praising you. Praise God. Because you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We might praise somebody tonight and boy, just make a fool out of ourselves. Just brag on them and just, they're the old, oh, I'll tell you what, they're the best this and that and the other. And by the end of the week, we found out they was doing this and doing that and saying this and we think, oh Lord, have mercy. I can't believe it. But we'll never be done that way by you. Because you're always so perfect, so holy, so righteous, so merciful, even to us as your children. When we get so caught up and so tied up in so many things of this life, help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Lord God, we don't know what tomorrow holds. 
Lord, we don't know what the stock's going to do. We, we don't know. I read today where some of the analysts are afraid. What's going to happen? But Lord God, our faith is beyond analyst. Our faith is beyond a think tank. Our faith is in the promise of your word. David said, I once was young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, we see begging bread. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you tonight, Lord God. Is anybody here with me tonight want to join in praise? Now I'm telling you, the moon is already out. Probably a few clouds out there and you may not be able to see her. But Venus, Neptune, Jupiter, Arcturus, Orion, Pleiades, they're all out there tonight. And me and them are going to worship God. They're worshiping Him already while I've been preaching. They've just been keeping their paths out there and just twinkling, 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 and just staying where God put them. And all this harmony of the universe as it goes around and all, how beautiful, how beautiful whenever each of us on the earth can find our place. And then you don't have to be loud. You don't have to go over the top of somebody else. No, just praise him with all of your heart. Some people praise him with all of their heart and they don't get up a big loud scream. Everybody ain't loud mouth the way I am. I know that. I, 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 don't, I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be the way God made you. I want you to be exactly the way God made you. And if God made you to have one third of the volume that I got, praise the Lord. That's all that matters. You're pleasing him. You don't have to worry about pleasing me. You don't have to worry about pleasing Brother Louie or whoever more. You want to please God. Oh, can we just love him a little bit before we go? I know midweek, you got to work and your kids got school and all that. Oh, goodness, he's been so good to us. Hasn't he been good to us? Folks, we've got friends here tonight that's been healed by cancer. We've got folks that's been healed with all kinds of diseases and all kinds of sickness and, and folks that were lost and they're saved. My, we've got so much to thank Him for. We've got so much to praise Him for. Oh, Jesus. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Has it been good to you? Has it been so wonderful to you? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, Jesus, we just bless your name tonight, Father. Let's just worship him together. Sing a little something for us, Harry. And let's just let, let the music kind of create a little something here where we can be able to enter into it and, and worship him together. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, Jesus. We bless your name tonight, Father. We thank you, Lord. I thank you for healing my two girls, Lord God. Oh, they may still be dealing with symptoms, but I thank you for the word's sake that by your stripes they are already healed in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for healing those here in the church that are sick. Lord, I know I've prayed for I don't know how many in the last few months that are still dealing with lingering effects of COVID. But I say to them, lingering effects of the devil, you're a liar and you're defeated. Men and women alike, young and old, middle-aged, losing their hair. I say to you tonight, you lingering effects of COVID, go back to hell where you come from. 
We want our respiratory health back. We want our blood pressure back right. We want our hair back on our head. We want the things that God's promised to us. And we say to the devil tonight, he is a bluff and a liar. And as the saints of God, we claim the victory. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord God. I don't want the moon praising you tonight in my place. I don't want the stars praising you tonight in my place. I want there to be one voice. Oh, let me say it this way. Let there be many that'll come out of this church tonight, Father. Amen. Jesus said if these hold their peace, the rocks will cry out. So that tells me sometime the rocks must worship a little bit. But I know one thing. I don't want no rock crying out for me. I don't want no piece of coal or no granite or no limestone or no sandstone. Hallelujah. But I want a rock out of my soul. I believe that's what you're giving us, a rock, a revelation from our soul that we can praise you when we're sick. We can praise you when we're not doing good. We can praise you when things are going bad. That's the rock in our soul crying out to worship the Lord God. Amen. We worship you tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah. We adore you tonight, Father. Let's worship him together, Harry. Let's praise him, shall we? Oh, praise God. Praise God. I hope these, these few little Wednesday night services, I hope it's so transformed the way you look at it that you'll say, well, what have I got to praise him for? Instead, it'll make you so overwhelmed. You'll think, where in the world am I going to start? Where in the world am I going to start? Where am I going to stop and then start again tomorrow? I'm, I'm overwhelmed. That's exactly what I want it to be for you. To where you realize you will never praise him for all that he's ever done. Oh, he's so worthy of it. Let me quit preaching. Sing. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. You've sure been good to me. You've been good to me, Jesus.
come up for prayer a while back, losing her hair, falling out because of COVID. Guess what? It ain't no more. Amen. The doctor told her this and that and the other's going to happen, but it ain't no more. Our God is a mighty God. He's bigger than COVID. He's bigger than cancer. He's bigger than pneumonia. He's bigger than high blood, low blood, whatever it is. Oh, he's the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Come on, moon. Will you say amen? Well, come on, son. Say amen. Come on, sons and daughters. Say amen. Is your God the mighty God? Is your God? Father and the Prince of Peace. Glory. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. I hear the shout of the King in the camp. Well, I said, Lord, Lord, Lord. shouted for joy a little David play on your heart hallelujah hallelujah little David play on your heart hallelujah well God gave Noah the rainbow sign
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for you brought me. Lord, you brought me a mighty long way. I was a little boy, got saved, had a little guitar. First time Carol saw me, I was actually playing in church with my little guitar, little red guitar, and she saw me for the first time. And I used to sing our uncle's church this little song. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus, I love him more and more. Jesus saves and keeps me, and he's the one I'm waiting for. For every day with Jesus is sweeter than the Don't you like that? Oh, every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Every day with Jesus, I love Him more and more. Jesus saves and Sweeter than the day before. 
Jesus. We love you so much. As I look across this place tonight and I see saints that have been serving you for decades of their life. See that look in their eyes and their face when they sing that. They're singing from experience. They've had the hard times, the difficult times, but they wouldn't trade their journey for nothing in the world. It's just more than my mind can comprehend that here we are, so close to the end, we can almost see the lights of that city. And some people are turning away this close to the end. It's like we're carrying the baton, it's been handed to us, and the finish line is in sight. Sure, we're panting, we're breathing, we're sweating, we're running with everything that's within us. But we're too near home now to stop. It'd be like a runner that has exercised and worked and been through the hard times and the difficult times. and Almost at home, almost home, the last lap. And then they just stop, throw up their hands and say, I can't go no farther. And they were just... 100 yards, 50 yards, 25 yards from the finish line. Lord Jesus, give us strength. May we run with faith and patience and grace and mercy this race that is set before us. May there not be a one of us that'll come 100 yards from the finish line, 50 yards, 10 yards, 20, and say, well, I don't know if I believe it anymore. I don't know. Lord God, may we run with everything that's in us. Praise God. Go with us now, Father. Bring us back again Sunday if it be pleasing to you, Lord. Keep your hand over your children. Heal those that are sick. Encourage those, Father, that need it. Whatever their needs are, minister to them, I pray. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And the children of God said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. I love you in the Lord. See you on Sunday. Let's sing it as we go. Every day with Jesus. Every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before.